and welcome to the Matthew Clark Interview Podcast, where we sit down with the industry's key figures. Today, we're talking to Andrea Freebro, seller master here at Niederberg. Founded in 1791, Niederberg is South Africa's most decorated name in wine. In 2016, Niederberg won the International Wine and Spirit Competition South African Wine Producer of the Year Trophy, the second time in four years. Thank you uh, for meeting me here today, Andrea. Um, it's quite nice. We're we're in the middle of the the winery today. Um, it's a bit rainy, yes. so good to be inside, I guess. Yes, we've actually in the middle of a terrible drought, so we're very happy to have this this rain, and it's lovely to have you here. So welcome to Niederberg. Good, thank you uh, very much. So um, I've got a couple of uh, questions just to get to know you a little bit better and to learn about Niederberg as well. Um, so I understand that you've always wanted to be a winemaker. Uh, what do you think influenced you so early in life? Well, I actually grew up in a little town on South Africa's east coast uh, called East London. Um, we don't have any vineyards down that way. Uh, we mostly have sort of dairy farms and pineapple crops. But I saw a picture of vineyards in a magazine at the age of 14, and it just looked so beautiful and so idyllic that that sort of really planted the seed. Um, and then the following year, my parents brought me down to the Western Cape on a family holiday. We visited Stellenbosch University just to find out a little bit more about the wine industry. We mm-hmm. actually stayed on a working wine farm. And yeah, as they say, the rest is history. Right, so you just fell in love Absolutely. with a picture and love became reality. Absolutely. So never going back. No, no. <laughs> That's good. So you, you left school and you quickly got degrees in viticulture and winemaking. Do you think... In your opinion, is studying for a degree in, in winemaking as fun as it sounds or is it actually more hard work than, than really lots of wine tasting? Well, it's a little bit of both. There's obviously a huge amount of hard work and studying that needs to go into passing the degree. It's a BSc, so there's a lot of science subjects, science and maths, obviously. Um, but obviously there's the fun element as well. Um, I think for me, one of the most fun parts was actually doing a harvesting season as part of the course at the old, it was SFW in those days, it's now part of Distel. Um, and I really just sort of fell in love with the whole idea of making wine and being part of a team that turns grapes into this fantastic product. Yeah, that is, uh, that is quite cool. So, and do you think you're, you're still studying every day a little bit? You learn Absolutely. new things? Or, yeah. yeah, no one ever knows everything. Um, and I think that's what keeps keeps us interested. Yeah. Um, no two days in the cell are ever the same either. And I think that's why people really, really just love being winemakers. Yeah. Now your first role in, in winemaking was as an assistant winemaker under a former Niederberg cellar master, Russ van Mertici. Um, what was it like working under him? He's, he's regarded as one of the most influential and, and well, best winemakers in South Africa. My first position as assistant winemaker was actually under Skulk van der Westerhuizen at Neertlingshof Estate. Ah, right. Um, and then I moved to Niederberg as the white winemaker under Razvan at the beginning yeah. of 2001. Um, Razvan was continuously trying new things. And I think it was just that sort of whole concept of you never know everything, mm-hmm. um, try new things, make mistakes, learn from them, uh, the sort of whole innovative 
aspect of wine making is what I remember the most about Razvan. Yeah, so lots of experimenting. Yeah, and that's something we it. still do today. Mm-hmm. Um, every year we have a dedicated set of experiments which we'll trial. We record our results and if successful we'll implement it. It'll become standard operating procedure the following vintage. Um, we do lots of sort of unofficial trials as well. Mm-hmm. We do make some mistakes along yeah. the way, but as I say, that's the only way to learn. Yeah, you've got to fall down and get back up to, to get better, isn't it? And then I believe you, you left Niederberg quite a bit of time and then coming back. So what, what made you move away and what made you come back? Well, I moved to the Bachelder in Stellenbosch, which mm-hmm. is also part of the Distel Group. Um, I was offered a promotion, so I became a cellar manager there for 10 years. And then in 2015, I was asked to come back to Niederberg. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't actually apply for the position. Right. Um, but having been in the group sort of for my whole career, I knew the winery, I knew the people. So it was just sort of, it felt like quite a comfortable move for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm extremely privileged and honoured to be back at Niederberg. I think it's a fantastic brand and we're mm-hmm. having loads of fun. Yeah, so do you feel that you've learned new techniques, new ideas um, by just stepping away from Niederberg for a little bit and really starting with a fresh eye then? Or um, Yes and no. Look... Bachala had a number of different ranges. Um, Fleur de Cup was our most premium range at that stage, and they made a little differently, stylistically, a little differently to the Niederberg wines. So you you get to try, fr- you work with fruit from different areas that you don't necessarily have at Niederberg and vice mm-hmm. versa. So yes, there's a huge amount of, of playing and learning that takes place, or that did take place during those 10 years away. away. Mm-hmm. But the principles, the basic principles still remain the same. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's always about making great wine. Yes. Whichever great varieties you're working with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now a lot of wineries have their own philosophy. What do you think is, is the philosophy here at Niederberg for, for yourself, but also for, for Niederberg as a, as a whole? Never too old to learn. So we have this, we're known for being innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always try new things. We also try and have sort of a minimalistic approach. Um, we are... Uh, do have access to some of the finest fruit in the Western Cape. So we like the sort of the fruit and the natural characteristics from those terroirs to actually come through in the wines without forcing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my own personal philosophies is just trust your gut instinct. Um, often your first impression or your first thought is the best mm-hmm. and run with it. Yeah. Okay, that's, I think, it's a very good thing to live by. Just trust yourself and don't uh, don't doubt yourself don't second guess yeah. yourself yeah yeah good okay so when I, we're in the western capes so we're in we're in Powell, but it's a beautiful area and and there's loads of things going on in and around Powell, etc so what do you think people need to know about this region what what makes it so special i think it's a very beautiful area mm-hmm. um as you can see we've got all these mountains around us we've got the longest main road in i think in south africa um Traditionally, it's a very Afrikaans town, so we have the Tal Monument, which is the language monument um, mm-hmm. in honor of the Afrikaans language. Uh, it was quite a cultural town, quite a diverse little town, um, but very beautiful and quite scenic. Also, yeah. a lot of really, really lovely wine farms situated here, each offering, obviously, its own unique sort of proposition for, for tourists. Yeah. So being surrounded by all these mountains, do so you think that really affects the, the, the wine growing, you know, keeping the warm air, not really getting any cool breezes? Do you think that, that affects... Um, oh, yeah. Everything affects the sort of the growing conditions mm-hmm. of our grapes. 
Um, we are traditionally regarded as a warm area, so we have sort of long, dry, hot summer days. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes Paul very well known for Shiraz yeah. and a lot of the other red varietals such as Cabernet. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, Shenan, especially if it's grown sort of in the bushfire style, also does phenomenally well. So mm-hmm. there are certain cultivars that do tend to do better or thrive better under these specific conditions yeah. that are sort of created by our landscape and our soils and climates, etc. Yeah, so it's not just about the soil. You have specific soils that, that you know have specific varieties that do well, but actually mm-hmm. it's everything around that. Yeah, it's everything that contributes mm-hmm. to the whole concept of terroir. Yeah. All right, now we've got a very beautiful range of the Niederberg wines at Matthew Clark. I think the core of, of the range is Heritage Heroes. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the range, how it came to life and, and what they're like? Well, this is actually a phenomenal range of wines. Um, I think today consumers are really confused by the number of different labels that they have on the shelf. Um, so what's really interesting about this range is there's a story an authentic story behind each one. There are only five wines in this range, um, and each one, is na- each one is named in honor of a specific personality who's had a profound influence on Niederberg's history and success. Mm-hmm. So we have the Young Airhawk, which is a wooded Sauvignon Blanc, named in honor of Arnold Grauer, who was one of our first winemakers at Niederberg. Um, the reason it's called the Young Airhawk is he was also a passionate light plane pilot. Unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 29 in a light plane crash, but he still made an enormous contribution to Niederberg's sort of success. Um, so this is why we have this wine named in his honor. Not only do we have the story, but we also have something that's done a little differently in terms of winemaking. So for instance, Sauvignon Blanc in South Africa is usually unwooded. Here we've gone the wooded style and it seems to be working extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've also got a Chenin Blanc. As you know, Chenin Blanc is South Africa's most widely planted variety, but there are certain pockets of Chenin that are doing exceptionally well. Um, and as a company, this is one of the cultivars that we are going to be actively promoting. Um, so we have now this wooded Chenin Blanc called the Anchorman, named in honor of Philippus Wolfart, who was our founder. He founded Niederberg in 1791. Um, and he also planted Chenin Blanc way back then. So again, there's a lovely link between the wine and the actual personality that it's named after. Mm-hmm. And in terms of winemaking, we've got four different components, but one of which is carbonic maceration, which is usually a process reserved for red wine making. Um, but here we literally just add one to two percent of a carbonic carbonic maceration portion and it really just does lift the fruit. So again, there's a lovely sort of talking point to the wine as well. Um, then to finish off we have on the whites we have the beautiful lady, which is a Gewurztramina, not widely planted in South Africa, but I think it's lovely for people who are looking for something that's a little aromatic. Mm-hmm. Also made in a slightly off dry style, so it's usually about fifteen grams a litre of sugar. Obviously we'll play around with that each year. Um, and that's named after Ilse Grauer, Arnold's mom, um, and she was just a wonderful, hospitable lady. And in front of the manor house, she planted a rose garden. And again, you're getting the link between what she did at Niederberg and sort of the rose petal characters that you're picking up in the wine. Yeah. And then on the red side, we have two wines. We've got the Brewmaster, which is our Bordeaux-style blend, named after Johann Grauer, who bought Niederberg in 1937. So he was Ilse's wife and Arnold's mom. Oh, sorry, nice Arnold's dog. dad, yeah. goodness me. And um, Johan was actually the person who said that you cannot make good wine unless you have good vineyard material. And today, that is still a principle that's applied across the world of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also a, a tea specialist and a part owner of Bex Brewery in Germany. So hence the name Brewmaster. 
And then finally, we have the Motorcycle Marvel, which is named after Gunter Brussel. He was Niederberg's seller manager for 33 years. Um, the reason it's called the Motorcycle Marvel is Gunter was German. He had extremely high standards and he used to drive around on the vineyard or in the vineyards on his motorcycle checking up on everybody. So as I said, this is a Rhone style blend. Um, and as, term, as far as winemaking is concerned, we change the cultivars, the percentages every year. Quality is our deciding factor. So we will put together the components that work best for that particular vintage. Yeah. Okay. So do you think, you know, this? It, it's a beautiful range and, and all named after um, people that, that have got a beautiful history. Do you think if they would ever name a heritage hero after you, what wine would that be? Oh my goodness, I haven't even thought that far. <laughs> I mean, you've been at Niederberg for, for, for a long time and, you know, really, really helped. I the think there are other people that have been sort of involved for longer that deserve <laughs> that before me. <laughs> but if you, would, if you would get it eventually, say not now, but years from now, um, they would name one after you, what would you want it to be? I think a blend, um, maybe something like a Rhone style white blend. Mm -hmm. um, I do like to do things a little differently um, and Rhone white style varieties are not that common in South Africa. So mm -hmm. that would probably be, be the link. But as I say, they are other far more deserving individuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So. Um, now we've got the Manor House um, range as well um, in the UK. Incredible, you know, good value wines. How do you, how do you bring like this complexity and, and depth of flavour to a wine at this price point to make it such good value? It all boils down to fruit selection. So we work very closely with our viticulturist, um, and he is responsible for sourcing the correct fruit from the correct vineyards, bearing in mind the style of wine that we're wanting to to make. Um, and as I said previously, we really do have access to some of the finest fruit in the Western Cape. Mm -hmm. So once you know we've got the, the best fruit, the rest is pretty easy. Um, attention to detail in the cellar is critical. Uh, and in terms of oaking, we don't just necessarily add any wine to any wood. We do trials on each and every tank. And I think that's something that we've implemented since 2000. Uh, 16 with the 2016 vintage we did it in 2017 vintage as well and I think the results are certainly starting to pay off on on the reds in particular mm -hmm. um, so we it's it's a laborious process it takes many many hours but I think if quality is our driving factor it's a very very necessary step yeah always quality of quantity then in, in that case really making sure that it's absolutely perfect yeah. and one of our philosophies in terms of oaking is we never want the wood to dominate we're mm -hmm. wanting the fruit to be sort of the the characteristic that comes to the fore and the wood must play a secondary sort of role yeah so we work very closely with our cooperages as well um, they know exactly what we're looking for in a barrel but having said that, we do continuously trial new barrels every mm. year and we do a lot of comparative tasting. So we put the same wine into a number of different barrels um, and we're kind of refining our selection as well. Yeah. So not all barrels work for all all wines. Yeah. Um, so we, we spend a lot of time making sure that that selection is yeah. correct. So one size fits one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Good. So... Just to talk a little bit about sweet wines, Rasfan was one of the first makers of sweet wine in the Southern Hemisphere. His work is really being continued. The Winemakers Reserve Noble Lake Harvest was awarded 95 points in the Tim Atkins Essay Special Report in 2016. Would you be able to, to say a bit about this wine? 
Gunter Brozel was actually the very first person to ever make a Noble 8 harvest in South Africa. And today, that's why we still have the Niederberg auction. So he made the first wine. I think it was back in 1973 or 1974. And then the first Niederberg auction was launched a, a year or so later as a platform to actually sell this wine. Um, but then really, really, when Razvan took over, he had this passion, being Romanian, he had this passion for sweet wines and sort of the range... Um, and the quality has certainly sort of really been recognized throughout the world. Um, but as far as the 2016 Noble Eight Harvest is concerned, we don't have any recipes when it comes to these. So we will work with the very best fruit from that particular vintage because we are so dependent on climatic conditions for the formation of the Petrata Scenario mm -hmm. vineyards. So as far as the 2016 is concerned, this is actually a blend of Muscat to Frontignan. It's 43%, it's 31% Chenin Blanc, and then 26% of a cultivar called Grassa de Cotnari. It's actually a Romanian cultivar, and I'm not sure if there are any other plantings here in South Africa. Africa, but we actually have a wonderful block just in um, as you drive out the Niederberg's gateway mm -hmm. on the right hand side there's a block of Grasset de Cotinari which actually produces some mm -hmm. lovely Botrytis characters mm -hmm. um, so we'll harvest at f obviously when we have a lot of uh, fungus development in the vineyards balling is anything between 38 and 45 degrees balling um, yields obviously incredibly low mm -hmm. we will do a lot of hand sorting in the vineyards as well as at the cellar and then we will have a, a crushing we'll put we'll go directly into press we'll do a light pressing to get whatever juice we can and then we will leave that juice in contact with those skins um, for up to 24 hours fortunately our presses have cooling and then once we have sufficient extraction, we will do the pressing and then the, the final the fermentation. Yeah. So. So the, so the clue here is really in the in the name as well as noble late harvest, which really means that that noble rot or botrytis that really infects the grapes, and you can see it on the grapes as well, can't you? Really see that they they yes they started to rot, but actually that brings. Yeah, That's what amazing. actually happens is the the fungus penetrates the berry, and as or the hyphae of the fungus penetrates the berry, and with this you've got an evaporation of water, and as water evaporates from the berry, you've got a subsequent concentrations of your sugars and your acids, and obviously a shriveling of the berry. Mm -hmm. So visitors to Niederberg in sort of April, when we harvest the noble late harvest, think we are making wine from rotten grapes. Yes, we are to a certain extent, but it's a it's a great rot. Um, if we have something called grey rot, then it's not so so <laughs> favourable and we can't do anything with that. But yeah, it looks like raisins with a grey covering on it. Mm. And it makes an absolutely amazing wine. It does. Yeah. So that's really good. Now, I have to ask this. Um, it's quite, quite a difficult question. And most people say this is like, you know, asking me to choose between my children. But... What would be, from, from all of the Niederberg rain, what would be your favourite wine and how would you enjoy it? What atmosphere would food without food? Um, that is a very difficult question, but if I have to choose one, I would say the Anchorman, the wooded Chenin Blanc. Um, Chenin Blanc is definitely one of the varieties that South Africa as a whole is concentrating on. Um, it's a variety that Niederberg is concentrating on and it's a, it's a variety that the Distel Company is concentrating on. Um, Chenin Blanc as a variety is extremely versatile. Uh, it can be used to make sort of dry, lovely, easy drinking wines. It can be made to made in off dry style wines, sweeter style wines, noble late harvests. Um, but then also you have this lovely wooded Chenin character as well that we've got in the Anchorman. Um, 
an extremely food friendly and food versatile wine I thoroughly enjoy this with sort of any chicken or fish dishes that have a slightly richer sauce because of that wooden component. Mm -hmm. Having said that though, I think the orange peel and the apricot flavors that are evident in that wine really do dominate and the wood is just secondary. But um, what I really love is that lovely creamy palate. Mm. Um, there's a lovely fullness, yet there's a freshness to the wine too. Yeah. So if I have to choose one... That will be it for today. Next year might be something different. <laughs> Fair enough. Good. So uh, just a final question. What do you think is the future for yourself um, as well as the future for Niederberg? We are currently undergoing enormous change, extremely positive change. Um, we are growing. We have got significant listings in major markets. UK is one of them. Um, so there is a lot of excitement at the moment. We are hopefully going to be expanding the cellar too to accommodate this additional growth. Um, and right now I'm just thoroughly being, thoroughly enjoying being part of this journey. Mm -hmm. um, I think the ultimate goal is, Niederberg is the company's most premium wine brand. So the idea is to take it, you know, to continue on this path mm -hmm. um, and just to get more wines in more retail outlets. Um, so that's our aim. Yeah, it's just in the next couple follow of years. the path that yeah. you've been on for uh, for a while. Yeah. Do you think you would ever leave Niederberg, having spent the majority of your um, career here? That would be very difficult. I've yeah. only ever worked for Distel. Yeah. Obviously, at two different cellars. Um, it's not something I've I've thought about, and it's not something I'm considering right now. No. So no. Fair enough. Stay where you're happy. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's uh, that's the wrap for today. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk uh, to me today. I know you're extremely busy, so uh, much appreciated. No, you're very welcome. It's been lovely having you here. Good. Thank you. To find out more about Niederberg, visit the Methy Clark website or speak to your account manager. And don't forget to join us next time when we will be chatting to Martin Moore, Salamasa at Durbanville Hills.